Hey, good morning, everybody. This is Jping here checking in respectmyregion.com. We are here today on episode two of the North American Weed Tour podcast, featuring a very special guest. We have two special guests here. We've got Haiti and his wonderful daughter. Appreciate you being on the episode today, my man. How are things? Man, thank you, thank you. I'm doing well, man. Uh, as you can see, I'm on Daddy Doing. Uh, my my daughter, you know, she's a little bit under the weather. You know, her immune system is kind of low, so. Daddy duty it is, but Daddy duty calls, man. You gotta Absolutely. be a Superman, Superman, one of the hardest workers. <laughs> yeah, so we making it happen. I appreciate you being on the, both both of y'all being with us today, man. It's it's an honor. This is yeah. actually historic. This is a first that we've ever had someone not twenty one plus on our podcast. So big shout out, yeah. Leslie. She's gonna go down and arm our history right here today. Oh um, yeah, man. Today I want to talk to you a little bit about kind of your background who you are, what you've been up to. For those of you that don't know, you know, Haiti, you and I met, we met at South by Southwest, man. Yeah. we met on the grind. We met, we met, yeah. introduced, we met doing icebreakers yes. in the middle of some classroom yes. looking place. <laughs> yep, just, in the middle of a classroom. Just uh, being honest with, you know? Just being honest, just having an icebreaker. People were just like, hey, introduce yourself. What do you do? Who are you? And why are you here? And literally off that just great chemistry connected and like hey you know it's been I, re I think i reached out to you like hey man it's been a few years since we since we met but i just want to connect with you about everything like hey i just you know respect everything that you're doing and i'm glad i'm grateful that i stayed in contact with you man I'm me too grateful. bro I, I can't tell you how many people we reached out to at south by no responses you following up with us. I'm a flaky motherfucker because of how busy we are. I got all this publication shit going on. Like, I appreciate you, bro. Now, this is this episode isn't about me today. It's about you because you're one of our media partners. You're one of our sponsors for the yes. North American Weed Tour. You yes. are the owner, the founder, the CEO, and all the other abbreviations for yes. OMS Organics, a rolling yes. paper company. Yes. Could so, you talk to me a little about how this came about, dude? Okay, so the way it came about, um, it started off because I, I am a music producer. So it started off as just a product line of merchandise for like my, my recent mixtape. And, you know, just working with artists in Chicago, Illinois, I was just like, okay, I need to figure out a way to distinguish myself from other um, from other brands and other artists because a lot of artists, when they did their merch, it was mostly t-shirts, you know, some people, um, you know, just for their merchandise, they had t-shirts, other people had flash drives. Uh, one of my friends, he had lighters, um, and it started off with me having lighters at first, but I knew my friend, he had lighters and he had a bigger name than me. So I'm like, okay, well, how can I distinguish my brand from someone else? And I'm like, yeah. at the same time, how can I, um, how can I and myself put put more of who I am out there to the world that's unique? And I thought rolling papers. So uh, back in 2019, I partnered with um, I partnered with a nonprofit uh, social uh, initiative called Farm Club. We yeah. partnered, and they were um, you know we partnered, and for our first batch, uh, we partnered with them and to highlight. Um, social equity with farmers, uh, specifically farmers of color, and also small farms and small land uh, small landowners. So we connected with them. Uh, it made it made a lot of buzz in the city. Um, after we parted ways, um, I didn't realize how much value it was because people were hitting me up like, "Yo, you got some more of those papers? Do you got anything else?" Um, yeah. You, yeah, you so, built a name for yourself. People people expected that from you, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Oh, by the way, just because my daughter is coughing, she's under the weather. No no children are being harmed or around any cannabis during this time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody, just to clarify, I'm in L.A. Haiti, where you at? Chicago. We not in the same room. You're yep. all safe. I know people kind of get a little crazy in terms of, Kids being around weed and stuff. So yeah. we being respectful, of course. Come on, y'all. Yeah. So um, it started off building a name for myself. People started hitting me up, uh, which something that just became a, a line of merch started, yeah, yeah. started to evolve into a side hustle and then develop into a legit business. So from there, 
I uh, did a lot of work. I'm talking, Joey, uh, from doing SWOT analysis to um, doing different marketing strategies for from professional photo shoots, uh, yeah. ad campaigns, even even down to a theme song for for the Rolling Papers. So, yeah, man, it's been putting a lot of footwork into this, and I'm just happy to be here right now today. That's a lot of legwork, man, to get to get something created. Like you said, the campaigns, even just the strategy. What does it look like? What boxes you want to use? My question man. to you is, and I think a lot of people have this question when it comes to papers. How do you go about sourcing papers? What do you, like? Do you go to? Is it France? Is it Sweden? Is it Asia and rice papers? I, uh, I don't know. Like everything comes from China, is what they say. I don't know where anything is. Where, how does this work? Okay, it is outsourced <laughs> in China, but the goal is in. <laughs> is to um, source everything in-house. So it's outsourced in China, but like the goal, the end goal is to source here. So um, I've been doing research on just like hemp meals and doing stuff that specializes in hemp, um, particularly making the hemp uh, paper process because that's mm -hmm. the process itself. So I've been specializing it. Uh, it's gonna take it's gonna take a little uh, it's gonna take a little budget to get to that point, but I'm eager that we'll get there real soon. Um, we've been doing we've been doing pretty fair much. It's been it's been slow and steady. It's been a real slow grind. It's been a real slow grind so far. Yeah. So it's, it's going good. <laughs> so for you guys, so for you guys, then these came from China. Can you walk me through a little bit of that? You just Googled it first. You went on Alibaba, eBay. Um, I went on Alibaba and then I and then I Googled uh, just different companies. Um, also, when I did start the page, a few people reached out to me via Instagram. So just trying to do I, business with you right away. Exactly. So I was like, OK, well, let me just compare <laughs> price points as, well as um, I guess. How can I explain it? Just. Um, how quick, like just a return, just how quick can I get this uh, distributed here? So yeah. it started off with just, you know, analyzing price points and uh, delivery time. So with my current supplier, uh, they had good price points and their turnaround time was maybe less than a month just for just for a big order. So they, wow. yeah, less, literally less than a month, like probably I'll say maybe three weeks, but four weeks tops, uh, just for like a big order. So they they've been they've been very good with me. Uh, one thing I love about uh, my supplier, they do not just specialize in uh, papers. They specialize in grinders. They specialize in uh, rolling trays. They have different variety of products. Uh, so it gives me options to explore, different options to explore on what I want to do. Um, the next step may be rolling trays, um, because my supplier, they, uh, specialize in like, like I said, different things. And a lot of, a lot of their products are plant-based. So, okay. yeah, I'm, I'm very happy that they are plant-based. And one other thing, uh, about the papers is my supplier who has a symbol is, uh, disabled women. So they have been very, um, just like just been contributing to you know, disabled people and as well as other people who just have disabilities, providing <laughs> them jobs and, and stuff. So it's been yeah, they're, having, real, they're having real impact on their community. Yeah, their so that's something that I really loved about that. And we built a relationship and they're constantly hitting me up like, hey, you want some more? Like, I'm like, hey, slow down. Let me just take care of this order first and then I'll get back with you. So yeah. they've, been, they've been very hands-on with me. They've been very um, just communicating with everything like hey we got this we got this what do you want to do i'm like That's all awesome. right yeah so I, I love their energy i love how they love to follow up so it's real good man we're gonna stick we're gonna stick to it until you know i acquire the resources where i want to part ways with them to do for self um but right now we're doing good we have a great relationship that's awesome man fantastic now again people that are that are just joining the show uh we've got haiti here from oms organics uh, an organic hemp rolling paper company. I'm using the joint here right now. You guys can see burning nice and even. I've got some really delicious Ember Valley Riff OG grown out of Redding. I've also got 
some of Santa Barbara and Ventura County's finest. This is a company called Rain. This is the nice. honey wine. Look at that honey wine right there, man. We are killing it. You're killing it. I appreciate you being on the show, my man. We got the young yeah. queen here on the special guest. You guys. Yeah, She's a little weather, but she's a champ, man. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful, man. She's she, you don't, she don't even realize. She don't even realize she got her first podcast right now. She getting SEO by the minute. <laughs> yeah. she's, actually been, she's actually been in a music video already. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. She, uh, so my friend, uh, Chris Deshaun, he shot a video in which I produced. I produced the track for him. Uh, the song is called Super. Uh, it, it made it on the radio here in Chicago. It made it on multiple radio platforms, actually. Hell yeah. Uh, the video did good. It's actually doing good in Mexico, coincidentally. Uh, okay. he, has, he has a fan base in Mexico. And my daughter be like, Dad, play Chris Deshaun's song. I'm like, okay. And then, you know, I'll play the video. She'll be like, is that me? I'm like, yeah. Like, you were only about eight months. You, you probably only... Six months, maybe four months old when that came out. So she was like, "That's so funny." Yeah, maybe four or five months old when the video dropped, and she has been from there just been an inspiration to me, man. She's been an inspiration. Well, <laughs> kids are such a blessing, you know, such a strong lesson, and then also, you know, the ability to kind of level up as a human and Absolutely. really push yourself. I I was raised by single parents. And although I don't have any kids myself, I had young single parents, you know? Uh, my, my mom was 17, uh, maybe I think maybe just barely 18. Uh, and my dad was right there around 20 or so or something like that. And so like just the amount of struggle that I saw them go through and they weren't even entrepreneurs the way that we are, you know? They're, they're, yeah. they're, not, they're not making beats, they weren't doing events, they weren't hustling out content or, you know, doing a full, the full on brand. Oh, I'm yeah. organic. Like, it's very yeah, inspiring. So to anybody again watching this, know that you guys can do this, man. It can be done. You can surround yourself with fire people who push you, hold you accountable. They show you love on podcasts randomly and shit. Like it all it's all a real thing. Yeah. Like you just gotta stay on it, y'all. And it's never it's never too late. It's never too late. Um, yeah. you know, for entrepreneurs who feel like they are at a race against time, it's never too late. My only advice for entrepreneurs is to strategize, 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 strategize. Yeah, don't and, run around like a chicken with your head cut off doing every little thing. Oh that's how my you, God, man. That's how I, you spend the wrong time on shit. I see that a lot with music. I see that a lot with music. A lot of artists, they they uh, confuse, they confuse, um, as my brother say, do not confuse activity with progress. Just because you're doing or being active does not mean that you are actively making progress. Facts. Facts. Yeah, and so also, it, too, to that point, you guys got to we got to identify what that even looks like. What is absolutely. what are wins? What do wins really look like? What are what are more important wins? You know, in absolutely. the music world, <clears throat> in the music world, there's a lot of different goals. And I think it's important that you're like, you know, you look at the next, you know, rappers is hard to look at the next 10 years of your life for a lot of these guys where, where they come from. For real. Right. They, we, we hear this a lot in interviews. You, you, you're just surviving. You just you about that. You just chasing money, you know, absolutely. trying to stack it. So you can't sit there and look at the next year of your life or the next five or 10, but you got to think the people who actually have that bandwidth, who do take a step back and they're still getting the money, they still, you know, getting the women, they still trapping. The people that yeah. really look at like, man, I'm in, in five years, I can still be doing this, but I got to have an end goal. I got to have an end. I got to have an Absolutely. Out. You know? Absolutely. I, and I really, <clears throat> I, I right now, you know, obviously RIP to Nip. Yeah. But like Young Dolph, one man. of one man. of the people in the game who whether he's faking what he's saying or not the appearance and the perception is that he's still trapping yeah. and that he's on his musing shit right and it's yeah. it's that whole i was a millionaire before rap you know i was rich before rap right it's yeah. that mindset of like yo if you take the two hours today if you watch this podcast if you listen to what haiti and i have to say if you physically watch us here spending time on the ground with as a parent taking time on a sunday right now and you do this over and over and over again. That's absolutely. And you're and you're doing the right things. Now we can get into what some of those things are. That's real progress. One, so, now one thing you did mention, you said Nip. So one thing I would say what inspired this was Nipsey Hustle. Um, the reason why I say that, I remember one of his last interviews, 
they asked him like, hey, what's your what's your advice <laughs> for up and coming artists? And Nipsey said one of the most profound things I can ever think of. He said, as an artist, you want to build an enterprise around your music. And he was just saying, like, if you make so he was like, hey, I own real estate. If you know, he was like, if I own real estate and I'm making money in real estate, I don't have to uh, treat rap as um, a meal ticket because I'm making money in other avenues that's going to fund the music. Therefore, I can treat the music as art. So I don't have to treat music as like, okay, I need to create a single so I can make some money off this and get a royalty check. Well, I'm actually making residual income from this, this avenue and I'm making money from this avenue. So now I can take the pressure off making a, a record that's going to sell and treat my music as art, just purely art. I can focus on it and Correct. perfect my craft. So that was kind of the inspiration for that was kind of the inspiration for this product. It was like, yeah. hey, if I do good with this product and and, and, and be successful and, and make my connections in those avenues, it's going to pay off in the music. It's going to fund the music. And Which I is the goal. That's, the, that's exactly. still priority one. It's just not necessarily the, the thing. Absolutely. It's not necessarily the clothing that you're going to wear every day that's going to get you Absolutely. in every door. Right? Absolutely. So I, I, I think that's genius. Man, thank you, man. Thank you. That's I give credit to Nip for that. I do the same thing. Respect my region. Yeah. You see joeyjping.com anywhere? No. You see a jping.com anywhere? No. You see anything of that sort? No. It's respect my region first, Joey second. But obviously, I'm a business. Obviously, you, you we're, we're, you know, we are an entity. Your brand. Your brand ambassador of your own brand. Always. And so it's it's only until 2010, maybe 11 at the latest, where my homies were like, J-Ping, jo Joey, you got to check in. Where are we at right now? J-Ping, check in. Yeah. J-Ping, go check in. I can visually, even sitting here right now, I can remember the moments where I was getting told to stop building that personal brand. And that's where these yeah. artists, these rappers, your rap name, your rap brand, that's not necessarily just who you are. Two chains no. owns restaurants, right? Mark Wahlberg, who's an actor, I just went to his burger restaurant. Oh, nice, nice. And people, you guys got to understand that you guys are a brand, your name, who you are, the way people perceive you online, in the real world, um, physically in person, it's your opportunity to build your name for yourself. And so to all the rappers, to any music people watching this, to any entrepreneurs out there, you guys, Start building your brand of you. Launch a company, even if it's your, even if it's your own record label. Launch a company, even if it's just a consulting company. Absolutely. Do, launch an LLC for your candy. Do something that can make you appear like you're making moves and walk everywhere with the confidence. Everywhere. Walk everywhere. Open every door. Take every meeting with the confidence that you're a business owner and you had the balls. Or the, or the, if you're a woman, if you had the balls to, whatever, <laughs> to freaking open it, because you know. And if you're a, and if you're a guy, and you're, or if you're a woman, and you're like, why is everything have to be about balls and all that stuff? It's like, man, if you had the pair of boobs to go do it, go do it. Go do we it. Don't, I don't care. We That's just want you to be making done. moves. Make moves. Be confident in your stuff. Be proud. Be pr or don't. There's cancer patients out there. Respect to all the patients out there that have been that have had to lose, you know, breast cancer and things can still be insensitive. Again, to any human out there, this is about inspiring you to have the confidence to launch your own business because launching your own company can free your, free your life. It can Absolutely. it can potentially earn you financial freedom in terms of being able to go where you want to go, do what you want to do. Not not necessarily have to answer to much people besides the government and the police and things Absolutely. like that. And, and if the destination is the same, who you know, there is no there is no blueprint to success. Ooh. There is no blueprint. There is no one direction to success. If the end goal is the same, like hey, I want success, or is the end goal, hey, I want to become um, a world renowned person that's being successful and I have a successful brand. If that's the end goal, 
there's no one route. There's no blueprint. Everyone. <laughs> what does success? What does success look like to you, Haiti? When you think about your brand, you think about OMS. Talk to me about some of the things you work towards every day and and each month. Well, <laughs> at first, before I had my daughter, it was okay. It was like hey, I just want to be. I just want to leave a legacy. I want to leave an impact on this earth, which is not, which is not, which is not, um, it hasn't changed because my impact is my child. So, uh, I think that, Hey, this is my legacy is being a father. At first it was just like, Hey, I want to be remembered in time. I want to be remembered in history. So when people open up the history books of what all went down in the, in the history of human civilization, I wanted to have an impact. Once my daughter came, it was like, okay, now it's time to, it, it kind of matured me and it told me to like, yo, all right, you got to put your skills to the test. You got to, you got to put up and make it happen because now you have to, you know, feed and you have to ensure the survival of someone who depends on you. And so, um, I think as of right now, success for me, um, outside of generational wealth i just want my daughter to see her father uh pursuing his dreams yeah that's it like my my daughter is looking after me i want her to know like hey do you want to work for yourself or do you want to work for somebody else and i want to yeah. show her like hands on i want her to see that directly like hey my dad did not give up he did not he did not stop uh, he did everything he said he was going to do. He did not depend on anyone to feed him. He fed himself and fed me. Like, I want her to know that, hey, no matter what, you got to pursue your dreams and continue to go for and, and continue to be better. And I guess maybe in a few years, success different for me. Success yeah. probably different for me. But as of right now, uh, success in my <clears throat> eyes is where I am right now, being a father, showing my daughter, hey, you can pursue your dreams and don't give up. And, you know, just creating that generational wealth. So when I pass, so when I pass away and transition, she'll be able to take over and utilize the knowledge and the skills that I uh, teach her at, at such a young age, she'll be able to carry on the legacy. Yeah, absolutely. Very, love it, man. I think that's, that's absolutely huge um, to set the example. I think that's something that I kind of have instilled in me is to, you know, to set the example. One, I'm the oldest, uh, you know, back in back when I was young, oldest child growing up, always expected to do that. <clears throat> so that that accountability and then, you know, physically being able to see that example is gonna be gonna be great. So you're um, the oldest. You're the oldest of how many? How many siblings? I got one brother, and then I had two stepbrothers, and then now I got okay. uh, I got a blood. She's a blood sister, but she's technically, you know, half sister. Okay. So I, uh, I'm the youngest of five. So everyone before me, I've seen their mistakes. I've seen um, how they, what, what success looked like to them. Um, yeah. I've seen their bumping the ropes. Um, I've learned things from them. So it's been, it's been. A success journey. comes with bumps. Success comes yeah. with growing pain. Success comes with struggles, everybody. It doesn't, it's not all, it's not all podcasts and free weed, man. It's not all. You know, I mean, I know today you're sitting there and she's sick. It's a blessing yeah. to spend the time with the daughter at the end of the day, right? Yeah, you man, get so much man. Of it, right? You don't get the time back. You don't. Man, get the time back. man, you do not get the time back, and absolutely <laughs> sacrifice, man. I had to sacrifice so much, like taking off of my nine to five to uh, to dedicate my time to my daughter and her healing, taking time to. Um, Man, like, hey, calling the daycare lady, like, yo, she's not gonna be in today. She's sick, and then calling work, calling off at work. Man, wow. people do not see, do not see yeah. those sides. They only see, you know, hey, they only see the smiles and the giggles, and they only yeah, see hey, us They see the celebration of birthdays. They do not see, um, they do not see the success or the, the the tribulations and trials that come with being a parent. They do not see. How, how much patience you must have, how much discipline you must have. They do not see that, hey, there may be nights where you have to starve in order to feed your child. There may be nights you might have to sacrifice a meal for yourself 
so your child can eat. And that's something people do not, at least with millennial parents, they're start we're starting to see that, but people yeah. don't they don't talk about that. Hundred percent. And it, and I think that's one of the things out there too. You know, the are hopefully, and I think we've also been seeing it to some extent as well. But building community help, you know, is just huge. Building relationships, knowing that there are there's people there to help, um, and that pride, in a lot of ways, can 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 also be uh, a poison to some extent. And Absolutely. Myself, you know, I'm very confident in a lot of things that I do. People have called me cocky in the past, heard narcissism in the past. All we you hear it all when you're when you're we all we hear it all. So. I try to just always be mindful and cognizant of doing whatever you can to just put the pride at the door. You we all have an ego, so try to do your best to keep your ego in check and just you know maintain that core discipline that's going to keep us moving forward every day, both as a parent, as a person, with friends, with relationships, Absolutely. Uh, all those things. You know, I saw what my parents did and struggled. I had a gay parent growing up. Really interesting to have a gay parent growing up, and then. They're not gay all the time, you know. Just, my mom's not gay right now. It's very interesting, you know. What I mean? <laughs> that's that's so good, though. That's it's that's like you get you get all these different perspectives, and it, it just forces you to be like, there isn't any one way for any one yeah. thing. You know, we're all just stumbling. We're all just people, humans, going through things, going through life. And as long as you can do things that make you happy, surround yourself with people that are happy. I think that's what life ultimately is about. You're just supposed to just survive through it. Be, get figure out how to become the best version of yourself. The reality in our, the reality in our world and today is that money costs shit to you know to survive, right? Yeah, like if you cost, everything are. costs money. So it's like if you can if you're happy with this person and with these friends and then you're not anymore, switch it up. If you're happy with you know doing this business and then not this business, you got to switch it up. If you don't want to work for someone, you don't want to do stuff like this anymore, yeah. you got to switch it up. But you got to be honest with yourself. Yeah. I think that's one of the other key things too. Like I grew up in Indiana and people weren't always honest with themselves. And then you go, I grew up in Texas, it's a similar situation. And then you just see people getting into this, like this, this habit of the rat race. Um, yeah. I, 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 my mom's in here coming and she says, I didn't know she was watching, but she yeah, said, I, see, I, see you say <laughs> I didn't know she was watching, but like, you know, again, being, being honest myself, like this is, this is part of who I am, you know? Uh, growing up in Indiana, Texas, and then Seattle, that's a that's a rock. That's a switch, right? Oh yeah. And then, and then now I'm in LA. LA is a crazy place, man. I never thought I'd be doing this. I never thought I'd be on the, this podcast, on this tour, doing this stuff with you guys. And all the things that we've been through leads us to where we are today, and Absolutely. which is inspiring. If you yeah. if, if you can look at it that way, everybody, if you can take a step and just realize, man, I'm grateful to be here today. I'm grateful to be who I am today. I may not be the best version of myself, but I have an opportunity this afternoon, this afternoon to do better. And so, um, you grew up in Indiana, man. I didn't know that. That's the yeah. So are, yeah, you, it, are you a Midwesterner, like um, honorary Midwesterner, or just just? My brother was born in Chicago. My oh. dad worked. My dad worked at United at the maintenance base. It, oh, nice, nice. Uh, and and did, did stuff at the airport there. My mom did stuff out there for me. We were there for some blizzard. I got a very visual, vivid memory in my head of a crazy Chicago blizzard with cars covered and stuff. Oh, uh, wow. Indiana. I was in Indiana until 2000. Okay. Yeah. Two, two, yeah. And then 2001, uh, I moved to Houston. Mom picked me up from school, man, in like third or fourth grade or something like that. We started driving to Texas, just like that. Oh, nice, man! That's beautiful. Wild, uh, it was wild. Those a wild morning. Speaking of those blizzards, this child was born on a polar vortex uh, when it was wow. negative forty in Chicago. It was like negative forty degrees in Chicago. She decided to pop out. Just that's the day after tomorrow stuff. Yeah, yeah, like she negative was born. 40. Yes, it was negative forty. It was the coldest day of the year. It was a big, huge blizzard, um, and her mom was like, "I gotta go to the hospital. I think it's time." And I'm like, "Wait, whoa, slow down, slow down." It's uh, so from that moment, I knew that my daughter was special, and I wanted to do something for her. Now, one thing I do have to watch is 
uh, with cannabis comes responsibility. It, there comes responsibility with cannabis. Um, that's the thing that I definitely had to understand. Like uh, cannabis, you know, you know, some people it's not, it's not, it's not violent. It doesn't, it doesn't lead to anything. It's not a gateway type of um, type of uh, thing. However, um, you have to have responsibility. Now, I will uh, understand. Like, I grew up. Uh, my father uh, would smoke cigarettes all the time, and mm -hmm. he drink alcohol. That never led me to drink. That never, that never led me to drink alcohol. Nor did it lead me to try to smoke cigarettes. Although I've been around it my entire life. Yeah, uh, we came from the dare generation, though. Yeah, yeah, we did. Big, we did. Dare was big in the Midwest. Dare was big. You had truth yeah. or dare. Dare was very big. I dare you. I double dare you. I double dirty dog dare you. Like there was. Yeah, you're right about that. Dare was um, real big. We we had classes and and segments of classes dedicated to being telling us that smoking. Remember the posters in those classes? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Cocaine. Oh yeah. His name. His name was Darren the Lion. Darren, the Darren, Darren the Lion. That's funny, dude. Wow. To resist drugs and violence, Darren the Lion. Dare. Yep. Wow. They really did that. Dare in <laughs> the Dare Lion. Get out. Darren the Wow. Isn't this crazy? <laughs> It's the society we're in right now with a lot of drugs being uh, decriminalized. I think we let Darren down. Like, <laughs> I think <laughs> I just think, man, like, wow, Darren the Lion will probably be looking at us like you guys really decriminalize a lot of Bro, stuff. Like Darren the Lion is stuffing an OMS rolling paper right now. He probably is right now. He you know what I'm is. saying? Here, Darren, if you're watching this, let me give this to you, bro. I got you. <laughs> Come on, man. That's crazy, man. Do you think, do, so do you think like with stuff like Darren and Lion and other people who were big, do you really believe like some of these politicians who were big on and hard on like uh, cannabis and stuff, do you think they did stuff behind closed doors that was like just, I mean, we, we've heard stories about One thing that we can guarantee, not do I think. One thing I can guarantee you is that those, and I'll say this too, those white people in power and with money in the last 50 years did every fucking thing they were not supposed to be doing. They from, narcotics. from kids to investments, yes. to human trafficking, yes. to embezzlements, to stealing, lying, pillaging. We yes. saw people come, they, they had, uh, people were literally locked up like, like human slave shits in people's fancy people's houses and shit. So yeah. I, I know for a fact, because I'm not going to be ignorant that there are numerous evil people out there Yes, that are doing it at all times. And yes. obviously here in America, we know what they typically look like. So, so I'm not going to be ignorant of that. They, fact they say, they say not, not all heroes wear uh, capes. That's what they say. Yeah. A lot of, you'll find a lot of criminals in suits. The, those are the what are they called? The, the uh they're not white collar, they're blue blue collar, some shit like that. Uh no, that's white collar crime. White collar crime. I don't know. Mm. I don't there's know. there's actually a Netflix series called Dirty Money that talks about every corporation, big huge corporation that had their hand in some form of corruption. Like they talked about Wells Fargo and HSBC Bank being uh like actually being known to launder money into the drug cartels like they yeah it, it goes it goes deep man is you should check it out man it's a real Damn, that's some crazy shit yeah it's it's still on netflix it's a netflix series called dirty money it talks about oh yeah i've seen it i've seen it i just haven't watched it i haven't watched it i've seen it and you should watch it it goes from 
everything from the payday loans, like how, how the payday loans is scamming people from Volkswagen, biodiesel fuel causing pollution in the air um, and lying about it from uh, HSBC and Wells Fargo uh, having a hand in, uh, you know, drug cartel um, situations like it's real deep. That's, so. that's crazy. Um, we have it is past one o'clock. It's one o five now. Okay. Uh, do we want to tell Brianna so to just click the link? We can bring her on live in the middle of this. That's that's what's cool about okay. the um, nature of these podcasts is this is a live show. If she pops in, I can bring her on as a guest, um, okay. and she'll pop up right in between uh, us. I believe. All right. I'll just I'll just send her the uh, link. Tell her to hop in. Perfect. Well, I'm gonna uh, let me let me. Uh, I gotta find some more weed. Let me let me show you some product. How's that sound? Have you been in California? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me see some product. Let's Did do some weed. Let's do some weed stuff. So first off, first off, I want to talk about my shirt today. I okay. wore this shirt specifically because my friend designed this artwork. It nice. is ground up weed, or shrooms, or different kinds of like. Sometimes Whoa. he does. Uh, I think he does extracts here and there too. But he does nice. art by grinding up weed and moving it into shapes. And nice. he, his name is uh, Cannabis Scapes, uh, at Cannabis Scapes, like landscapes. And um, he's the human who did the artwork for Burner on the nice. Big Cascado album when it was the ground nice. up weed and the goat, I believe. Um, nice. And so I met him. We did an interview with him back in the day. So he, he just started work. Uh, he's been working with this group called Fidel's here. They did this product called the Hash Hole. It's a hash joint. With a snake nice. hash through it. You said cannabis escapes. Cannabis escapes. Okay. Yeah, he does a lot of cool artwork. If you've seen ever seen the the Bob Marley T-shirt, that's like his face, uh, but with uh, weed. It's weed. It's weed ground up. Like that's. Yeah, that's this guy. Uh, he, did, he did the Jay Z art. He gets. He did Snoop Dogg. He gets reposted and supported by everybody, man. He's wow. this guy. He changed his whole life to do this. So I wanted to shout my guy out, Greg. I bought this shirt to support. Uh, my man, I wore it today to support. So big shout out to my man. Oh, wow. He did Mike Tyson. That's 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 dope. Yeah. Now I got some other product too. Are you ready for this? Oh yeah. So this is the Dave East OG. Dave East OG. Yeah, the East nice. OG. I got this yesterday at Steve Liddell's shop, shop and Lemonade uh, Van Nice. You know, Steve is the guy who found Nipsey. Uh, yeah. So super cool to go check that out. Thirty-one point eight seven percent THC. Wow. On this East OG, this is some potent shit. I wow. also, I also have the new Travis Scott Cactus Jack. How's that? It is a, uh, I believe it is either outdoor or some greenhouse. Uh, it is okay. a thirty-five dollar eighth. It is a Jack Herrera cut. I don't know if it's an actual real Jack Herrera cut, but it is. It's it is a Jack. You know, it's a Jack cut. Um, it's the hybrid from Jack. Are you familiar Jack. with Jack Herrera and what that tastes my like? My brother, so my brother who lives in Michigan grows weed, and he grew Jack Herrera. Sweet, sour, man. citrusy, piney. Man. Yeah, man. it's a sativa. Fire. Get get your heart racing for sure. Oh, absolutely. And then I also have today. Um, this is a, this is sold out yesterday at Cookie San Bernardino. I've got that rated gas from the CMG, the label group. Uh, nice. CMG the label, yo no, yo Gotti's team. I think money yeah. goes on that and shit. Uh, I linked up with CMG Breezy. He's one of the producers on the on the uh, on the team, uh, the engineers, and he was out here in LA uh, in San Bernardino. Nice. They dropped they dropped at the new cookie store in San Bernardino, and that shit was popping. So oh, that's super amazing. dope. Now Brianna's in the studio. What's up, Brianna? You they, people can't hear you yet. I'm gonna bring you on in one moment. I want to just tell him about this real quick. Cross joint. Look at this. Wow. So. The product game is going crazy. We're going to bring Brianna in from Swank Publishing, coming in live. Let me click it real quick. Yo, what up? <laughs> What's up, y'all? How you I doing? I realized I scheduled the same thing on the same day. So, hey, that, that's <laughs> I'm on a boat right now. That's, oh, you on a boat right now. Okay. You want, <laughs> what is what is that? The, uh, the Prestige Worldwide? The... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Actually, I'm I'm here with a friend who um, is one of my media friends, mm -hmm. and it was kind of an appreciative, if you know, thing that she wanted to do for us. So she like rented a boat and got us catered food and. Ooh, yeah, it's crazy nice. today. Okay, let's go. Yes. 
Man, I'm coming through. I got. Let me hop on my jet ski real quick. I'll slide over. Come through. Come through. I don't. Yeah. I mean, it'll take me a couple of days from LA. Meet, probably. meet us in the water. Man, well, that's. I really appreciate you being on the show with us today. Um, everybody, we've got Brianna from Swank Publishing. If you wouldn't mind sharing a tiny bit of info about who you are, what you do, and then um, I don't know any kind of anything you'd like to share, anything inspiring. I don't know. Oh, I mean, nah, I'm stoned right now. I've been smoking. I don't know if you know this I, how we I'm do the show. High. I'm definitely high. There we go. I'm definitely high, but they don't like smoking on the boat. But I brought weed anyway, just because you never know. Yeah, hey, I, I'm gonna be honest. Smoking on boats is a whole different experience, people. If you've never I, smoked on a boat, you gotta live a little. <sighs> Love so, it. um, I started swank. About what 15 years ago now, 2007, I think, or 2006, it's, it's debatable. Uh, and started working with just different artists. My first client was actually GLC, he was signed to Kanye. So, wow, the music initially, uh, right out the gate, that was like my first big client, and then uh, started just working with a lot of people just from there, just in Chicago. Um, just different people. I mean, I've worked with any and everybody. Who, who have I not worked with? I mean, shoot. Uh, I worked with this really cool group. Uh, they were producers, Christian Rich. I've worked with Most Def, Raekwon, uh, G Herbo, uh, Rico Reckless, um, hey. Tank. I mean, I mean, I'm trying to get all Twister. I done did like. Okay, so so here, so here, so let's 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 dive in. Let's dive into some of those because those some of those names for me, obvious, and a lot of people, legends, right? Yeah. So so out of those names that you just dropped, you know, obviously you like all their music. Otherwise, you wouldn't be working with them. Music is different. Music and business, you only are going to succeed, in my opinion, if you're really authentic in who you're working with, right? Yeah. For sure. So, out of all those names, I'm not going to ask you who your favorite was with, but what song do you find yourself bumping out of those artists the most often? end up bumping they like they old shit because <laughs> mm -hmm. the, the, the old stuff or they're like when they first like a lot of those artists when they first come out they're in their purest form yeah absolutely you know what i'm saying and so i love to hear and listen to just how pure it was and it was so honest you know so for me it's always the initial music so like i grew up listening to adrenaline rush you know in my neighborhood so like i always heard adrenaline rush like no matter what like and then you take me to the twister that worked with the neptunes that's mm -hmm. one of my favorite eras of his of him working um and then of course kanye i mean I, I i love kanye so like his beginning like even the beginning the first album like i ran i, I worked with kanye in a totally different way than people like, i ran into kanye when he was on the train in new york yeah, you know I'm saying when he wasn't, when he was still a producer, trying to push himself as an artist. Tell, tell him the story, Bree. Tell him the story. Um, I ran into him on the train, and uh, we were in New York. I was working at Five, and he was working at no. He was he was he had just moved there, and uh, he was like, "Man, can you get me in Vibe?" And I'm like, "I mean, I'm like I'm an intern." So he was like, "Well." I said, what you got going on? He like, man, I just did post songs on Blueprint. I got, you know, I'm finna da 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 Jay-Z gonna drop it at Summer Jam. I'm like, mm -hmm. oh my God. So I tried, I went to the music editor office. I had to go down there for something. And, um, you know, he gave me the whole spiel on how he wanted me to, you know, say it to the editor, everything. And then I said it to her, told her what was up. And then she uh, was like, yeah, I don't think Kanye's relevant enough. <laughs> That's crazy. And I, I had his two way. So that just know, let you know how long ago it was. I had his two way. I had his two way, and I went back and told him, and he was like, "All right, cool." And then that was the last magazine I think he got. He was on the cover of, but that's where the I think it take more than a magazine to get my vibe came from. Damn, man, that is a, what a crazy story, man. To, you know, think about all the different. All the different people that ever passed up on a Kanye, a G Herbo, a Twist, yeah. Twister, Twister, right? My favorite song from G Herbo, I would say, is everything. And I love a little baby song. Like, 
that's one of my favorite songs too. Like, but everything yeah. for him, like just him, like it's a couple hard songs, but everything always when I hear that, it just sticks out to me. No matter what. You know what I'm it's, saying? Like, but it's so many I can go through with him. But Tink, a lot of her early stuff. No, you good. A lot of her early stuff. Um, a lot of all they early music, like anybody, like most deaf was um when he was with Black Star. Knowledge mm -hmm. is one of my favorite songs, but um, um, Brown Skin Lady, like I can go all the way down to the hip hop shit. You know what I'm saying? Well, Miss Fat Booty was my favorite most deaf song. Who's your who's okay? This is a good question. I want to ask. I'll ask both of this for you guys because you guys are you guys are. I mean, music music people to the core. Everybody always asks on the podcast who the favorite rappers are. Who's your top five? Who's your top five? Right. So I like to start off with this because you guys because you guys have a unique perspective on the. There's a local. There's a big local scene in Illinois, Chicago specifically, but Illinois as well, like as a whole. And then obviously the Midwest as a whole too, right? Big big music scene. Who is your current top five right now? Who do you think is on top in Chicago? Just Chicago? Let's do Illinois. Only Chicago. <laughs> okay, that's, that's what I'm saying. If maybe maybe there's someone else in Illinois I didn't know about, but obviously Chicago is like. I mean, Chief Keep one of my favorite right now. Definitely. He's always going to be one Dirk. Chief that's why Dirk I wanted to see which one you were going to pick between Dirk and Keith to be real. Shit. And my last one, shit. Um, I don't even know if I got a last one. Okay. I got Kanye. At number one, just because it's it's kind of easy for my last. <laughs> hey, anytime he drops anything, it's the biggest drop in the world because of who it is. All right, and then obviously Drake is on the same scale, but oh, it's like Saba is my other top. Saba. Oh. Yep. So I would say Kanye and Keith holds number one and two. Um, of course, Kanye for how influential he was, and then the impact that Chief Keith had on the game. It's just phenomenal. Um, Dirk right up under them. And then I'll say G Herbo and Saba. Like, that's. We got the same list. I mean, it really is. You got Jay Z in there, though. No, we like, said Chicago, and then I said Saba after. Okay, well, I'll put, I'll put, I'll, I'll, I'll say, okay. I'll throw Chance the Rapper in there, cause Chance. Oh yeah, you can't. Uh, no, you should put Big Ben so or Joy Perp as far as MCs. Ooh. He, Absolutely. oh man. So it's, we it's, gonna it's, go it's tough because it's tough because Chance's brand is so large. Brandon is great. His brand is amazing. His brand is rapping. Okay, so okay, then Dirk might not be in the list if we're just but gonna Dirk, talk about. No, Dirk, Dirk done stuffed his game up. Like, but I mean, if we're gonna be honest about MCs, though, who people sleep on a lot, Juice World, Juice World is Juice World. I, I have not seen nobody freestyle like actually off the yeah, head. You're right. Like Juice World has outside of Lupe Fiasco. Like I haven't I seen. Yeah. Like yeah, I don't got no top guys. Then I gotta go ten. Then. Then I okay. Well, if I'm gonna go there, then Lupe is my favorite rapper, though, like of all time. Lupe and, is definitely one of my favorite on the rapping side, too. Yeah, Lupe Big is. Mr. I think Big Mensa don't get enough respect on his end for that side. Agreed. He, 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 I mean, he's doing his thing. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to dismiss any of his work. It's just there was a significant less of a rap factor on a couple of his bigger songs or projects. Absolutely. And that crossover, that crossover created disinterest, and that's all that exactly. was. Exactly. He, it, like, people like me who know he can really rap, like, if you was an original, like, if you've seen his early stages, like, he was, he still know how to do it. He just don't. Like, he, he just. Someone, someone's, or maybe, maybe his passion was just making music that was meant to have full bands and stuff behind it. You know what I mean? I mean he, started started with that. he started off in a band called, uh, he is uh, these days. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, all the producers that work with Chance and were all kids of kids that were, were part of kids. Of Peter Cottontail, Donnie, all of them, all of them was actually with Vic before they was with Chance. 
That's crazy. That's crazy. So, so I want to, I want to just change directions a tiny bit in terms of PR. Um, your experience, who you've worked with in the music game is extremely valuable. Um, a lot of people don't understand what PR really is or how it can be leveraged, what it, what it does. And so if you could in a quick, just two, you know, two, three, five second thing, what do you describe PR as and how do you make it work for you and your people? to get my clients out in the media simple as that um i always i'm really good at more so reaching out to different media outlets to try and get my clients a you know interview so you know i've done a lot of different i've met a lot of people along the way including you um just met different people that i always partner with one of the things that i value is my relationship with the media so for me i'm always trying to figure out different ways to partner with them outside of just asking for an interview mm-hmm. um, as a result of that i've like, met so many people and got so many friends um but it's one of those things where my job is to really just always make sure i have a good relationship with the media uh make sure that i push my clients you know and and really within within reason of who they should cover or who they shouldn't cover you know or just making sure that the brands align and things like that but i do a lot of writing i do i send out email i when i'm pitching somebody i send out about 100 to 200 emails a day Um, wow are you using CRMs for that, or is that hand one done one by one? This is me doing it individually because that's the yep. old school way. Yep, yep. That's the only way I know how to do it. Um, and so I spend a lot of time in on conference calls and sending tons of emails, and but I get better results that way. So I do it the old school way, um, just because that's just how I do it. Like I've never known no other way to do it. Or People I, would notice I, as an editor. I would notice if you switched over to a CRM and you weren't doing that at the beginning. No, I don't. I don't believe in that shit because I feel like I need to give you my personal. Yeah. Trying to, it's, it's too automated. People see that shit. Mm-hmm. And they don't. People respond differently. Oh, we're we're losing you a little bit on the audio. Wait a minute. Can oh, you hear me better? Yeah, we got much better. Okay, we're going over bridges. That's why I keep going in and out on the light. But oh, it's all good. A lot of people just don't understand how genuine it is to directly reach out to somebody. So I pride myself on really building relationships uh, in that regard. But because of that, I'm always busy. <laughs> yeah, emails takes time. I think that's something that people need to understand, right? Is that when you're sending 100 to 120 emails a day for clients, that's hours and hours and hours that is build hours of time you are as an artist if i'm a rapper if i'm a singer if i'm a dj if i'm a producer if i'm kanye back then and i'm just asking you for that thing on vibe it's like man i would be i would have a better chance giving you you know the last hundred bucks out i you know of my paycheck being like yo Keep mentioning me week after week, man. Keep yeah. pushing for me. You right, right? Like, yeah. let, me, let me do whatever I can to just keep earning favors to stay top of mind. Let me take you to dinner. Let me buy some weed for you. Whatever it is, right? I know that, that because I do that in my sales job to earn people working with me, right? Yeah. And and it's not that I'm trying to always push in for money. I'm earning a spot on their MySpace top eight in their brain. Yep. That's really what Absolutely. it is. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's exactly what it is. I'm trying to earn a relationship into their daily, monthly, and yearly life. No, for sure, for sure. That's huge, and that takes money. I gotta pay someone to help me do that. Yeah, it does. Man, at a high level, it definitely costs. So let me let me ask this. Obviously, I don't need any pricing for major publications, like specifically. But if you could, for artists that are out there, what does a typical campaign look like? budget wise to be working with some of those major publications about two thousand dollars yep and that is what and what does some of that look like what what is the most consistent thing maybe that that earns an artist um consistent press i mean it, it goes from i start off small and i work the client up to the bigger looks depending on there's a whole process in my mind on how i do it if i take you straight to sway in the morning i don't know how good it's going to be versus if we've been working for the last three months i kind of know what type of artist you are what to expect i know your brand by then and that's the other thing like it takes time to get to know the client like it's not just one of those hey it's not a transaction for me it's 
I know who you are. I need to know your brand. I need to know what makes sense for you. What's going to get you where you need to be and what steps and people do I need to talk to? And everybody's different. So it takes months to learn that artist, to learn that brand, to learn whatever you're doing, to understand, okay, now I can take them to this particular look. I had a client, I mean, I had a, a journalist reach out to me and I was going to hit them. Ask, I asked them to do another fe a feature for an artist for one magazine. And the first thing they said to me was, I think we should do them for this other magazine because mm -hmm. their brand looks better on this end. And I said, you know what? You're absolutely right. So everybody doesn't fit every magazine. And that's the thing. A lot of artists come in with these expectations that they need to be at all of these certain ones immediately. And it don't work like that. Like there's there is it's for you abs I, absolutely there is so much strength and power behind what you just said and specifically for people to realize that being everywhere is expensive putting yourself and positioning yourself in certain places is actually cheap gas to create a bomb you yeah. can literally blow up on a more affordable budget by being in the right place at the right time with the right content, right? Yep. And that's where it's like, to, I think you said, if you pitch someone, if, to anybody watching this, if you hit her up and you just expect, oh man, I'm ready to be on Sway. I'm ready to be on LA Leakers. I'm ready to be on all the biggest of the best. Okay, cool. You probably are if you're, you know, you're probably dope if you really think you are. But marketing wise, it's all about timing. You, yeah. you, you want Absolutely. to do that at the right time to explode to maximize that opportunity because you only get a couple shots like that before it's just like you're washed you know well we got a little bit of technical difficulties as you guys know we are uh going live oh there we go she's back I was just explaining to the people. I was like, yeah, was, as you guys I'm, know, I'm we're 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 coming in from two different locations or three different locations right now. Uh, we'll we'll get her back in a second. We uh, we're coming in from L.A. Haiti, are you somewhere in Chicago? Where are you at? I'm I'm still in Chicago. Yep. Oh, and Brianna, she's on a boat, traveling the globe. I'm in Chicago. I know. I'm just teasing. I said you're. I said she's on a boat. She's traveling the globe. I, I was going to say weeks, con weeks ago though. Hey, that's so crazy. That's crazy. So I'll, uh, I know I know you're uh, you're out there and get it. I got one last question for you, but um, before we let you out of here, um, you know, if there's any kind of inspiration or game um, that you can really give to up and coming artists in terms of, you know, what to watch out for, right? There's a lot of publicists, right? There's a lot of publicists that are, obviously you're at a certain you know tier in the game. But you you had to rise, right? What what are some things these artists should be watching out for? Um, your the, the main thing I would say is you need to look at your investment versus your retirement. Mm -hmm. So your ROI mm -hmm. is important. Um, for me, like people, they you know I I used to get the oh my god you're too expensive you're too expensive, and you know after a while with my proven track record you know people don't mind the process because they know my process works so yeah. i would say definitely the process the, the process is important knowing the knowing that the, the publicist has a process is important if they don't have no process and they running and gunning that's a red flag immediately uh, okay also understanding like if that publicist does not like your music or your brand you should not be working with them. I don't care how big the money is or how popular they are. If they don't really like your shit, they're not gonna go hard for your shit. Yeah. They have to be passionate about it. Like, it's important. And I would say other things like, just make sure that you are in a space where don't expect to make money immediately working with a publicist because that's not how it works. Yeah, and, and the people, articles people don't like, change. They don't. Yeah. The articles don't blow anybody up in one in one fell swoop. Exactly. So sometimes, you know, you it takes months and months. It's a slow burn, like that, like them Owen mess papers. 
Love these OMS papers, by the way. Shout out, hold on, real quick, real quick. Let's take a moment to shout out our sponsors today, everybody. This is JP and coming at you guys. Respect my region. We got OMS Organics. We got uh, Brianna from Swank Publishing. Sorry, stud. I got caught mouth from the fire. <laughs> Killing it. We got the King Cones. The slow burn. They are amazing. Oh my gosh, I love how it. Like, how you like them though? Um, so I've I've probably smoked thirty of them. <laughs> I've done a lot of reviews with them. Um, I was telling him the only thing that I wanted to see on the packaging uh, was to make sure you grind up the weed, right? And I yes. and I don't think that's oh any because and it, because of this user error is one of the biggest issues in Capri Suns, in vape carts, in freaking no. all kinds of shit. If cars, people shit, crash their cars, cars right? User error. If you that shit fine, you gonna have a nice high. Yes. An the, amazing high. But if you, if, you are, if you are just a person who loves to break down your weed, um, you could potentially still be disappointed in the rolling papers, and it's not because of OMS. It's because that person is picky. So if you have something small on here that says that right and it's like oh damn there's more information oh thank you for reminding me you know what i mean it's just a little extra stoner direct you know guide Listen, kind of thing that's, and that, that slow burn ain't no joke it lasts so long these joints it's funny because when i do the reviews i try to keep the videos like five minutes or less uh-huh and i end up being six seven eight nine it burned yeah. so long. Well, I appreciate that, Joey. I really appreciate that. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I uh, I'll have to buy a box. I'm not, I don't smoke blunts anymore, right? I told you that at the beginning. Yeah. I, I quit smoking blunts about a, a year or so ago. Uh, I'll occasionally still smoke a sweet or two when I'm at a mansion or on a boat doing something. Right? You got to do it when in Rome. But I I really only want to kind of smoke papers. And like even this, I started rolling this up earlier. Like, you know, crutch, you know, you know, worst crutch ever style. And then I was like, I got the papers. What am I doing? Um, so, yeah, it's really so appreciate easy. you guys. Oh my God. Yeah, it's, it's really easy to stop. And then, like, also, too, they um, people really like the logo. When I brought them out to a, a couple of events with me and I just pulled them out on the table and stuff and sent them out, people were like, oh, what are these? I've never seen them before. And they're like, that logo's dope. They really relate to, the, uh, to this. So I love it. But I really appreciate you guys being on with me uh, on the show today. Simplicity, um, man. Simplicity. Man, for real. For real, for real. So th the last two things from both of you guys, uh, where can the people find you at? And, of course, ladies first. Swank PR, S-W-A-N-K, PR. Uh, and Brianna J, or Bri Brianna J on Twitter, Brianna34 on Instagram. Swank PR everywhere, and on Facebook, Swank Public Relations. I wish I definitely was like, damn, I, I thought the time was going to be one, so I'll, I'll kind of set it up or whatever, so that's my bad. But um, No, 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 you all you all good. We appreciate you being flexible. We're definitely going to get both of you guys on towards the end of the uh, the end of the campaign here again. Um, you know, North American We Tour, we got 80 episodes. So we can definitely revisit this here soon. For sure. Haiti, where, where can people find uh, OMS at? Okay, they can find OMS on Instagram at OMS Organics. Uh, we also have our website, OMSorganics.com. Uh, you can purchase the King's size cones. Um, I will be dropping the discount code soon, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, you can follow yep. me on Twitter, uh, you can follow me on Twitter and um, Instagram and Facebook at Lord Haiti, L-O-R-D-H-A-I-T-I. -I. Um, everywhere, I like, you know, I listen. Anybody want to hit me up? I'm very active and engaging on social media, so definitely feel free to hit me up. Chime in. And anybody here that's listening again or watching the video, we really appreciate you guys for the support. This is the North American Weed Tour. These are two of our media partners and rolling paper partners helping us reach more people, educate, spread the education, spread the love, the wealth. We want to be getting people into this world of legal cannabis as business owners. We want, obviously, uh, more more inclusivity. We want to be able to spread the wealth and help more people get in the space. Brianna, I really appreciate you sharing knowledge today about PR and things like that. No helping problem. us, you know, editing my work and stuff. As I mentioned, I had only ever taken one college class 
And I wanted to share this with you too. We got our first PR client in the cannabis space recently um, because you helped us give us the confidence just with you know approving that one and giving some feedback and writing another, writing another press release. We've now done two for them in the last two months and we just ran it through PR Newswire. We got 25 placements. Awesome, that's good shit. Right, we were very, I was so excited. And so it's just like, for me, to be real, I have been trying to do things like this for so long and we've done it here and there. I just never really had that validation. And so for you, not to say you're my mentor, but in the smallest way you did that, and I very much appreciate you for your help. So thank you. Any, anyone, no problem. I'm here for that. I will always be down to support you guys. I really appreciate you guys being on the show today. This is Jay Ping here, respectbyregion.com. This is episode two of the North American We Two. We're featuring OMS Organics and Swank Publishing. Thank you guys for being on the show. I'll see you all soon. Love y'all. Yes. Love, man. Love you too. Peace. All right, y'all. Peace.